Well, uh, in the hockey vein, uh, he and a couple of buddies run a, a little podcast called the uh, the Monday Nooner Podcast that has been uh, quite popular, getting uh, ex-NHL stars, and they talk about senior hockey and a bunch of other things, but just uh, doing a ton of work in, in that space. So I just want to join uh, and ask all members in, in welcoming uh, the Monday Nooner Podcast to their Legislative Assembly this afternoon. But, uh... Difference of opinion is of the essence of politics. There is an elaborate combination of finger-wagging and head-shaking going on. A big welcome to all the degenerates and pigeons tuned in. Welcome to Twirl 171 of the Monday Nooner podcast. Our pod is always brought to you by the title sponsor, the King of Trucks in Rosetown and the Mainline Automotive Group with all of their locations. Let's hop right in, Belts. Why don't you give a rundown on uh, the locations and what's going on the King of well, Trucks? You know what? They, uh, they're they getting so many, they, they take up a lot of our time now. I love it. So Rosetown, Southie, Kindersley. They all got uh, they got places down there. I'll tell you what, Kindersley's really got going on still. They got that silver silver and gold event, new or used, up until December twenty second. You're entered to win your share of ten k, six uh, different draws, and you get the Costco uh, deal over there. So they are buzzing over there in Kindersley, and I think all around massive deals on a new 1500 Dodge. Have you seen like the, I think Barney talked about as well, but the big screen, uh, like they look like huge screen, these things. It's crazy. They're huge. 15 grand off 15 Jabinos off those things. So, Hey, go, go and see them. Any of those Chrysler stores. I know Saudi for sure. That's close to us. If you want to rip up there and, uh, yeah, get yourself outfitted in a new truck. Why wouldn't you? Good time. They have a they have a bunch of used inventory, I think, too, on all the lots. Like inventory is is back, right? We went through the crunch a couple of years ago. They're full on on all the lots, I think, for the most part. They said they have over two hundred and thirty new and used on like basically all the lot. Like they are buzzing. They said so. Lots of inventory. Get in there, make a deal with Shouty Scotty or any of the other locations, and uh, yeah, get outfitted. There you go, title sponsor uh, of the podcast. Why don't we, Barry, why don't we get into our, uh, what do we usually do first? The come up? Is that a thing? Well, I'm a hockey guy. You're You're a hockey hockey guy. guy. Uh, We usually do the last show recap. is how we kind of kick it off, ladies and gentlemen. You guys are hockey guys. For Arctic Spa, Regina, and Saskatoon. I'm a hot tub guy. You're a hot tub guy. People don't know. In the tub. Uh, yeah, they do. A lot of people do. Now. Everyone they, they, they knows. I <laughs> get the, the joke from the last uh, the last twirl. All right. Uh, yeah, Arctic Spa, Regina, Saskatoon. There isn't a lot of snow right now. So if you're still thinking of pulling the trigger, a great Christmas gift for the family. Oh, yeah. Crane it in Christmas Eve. Get it all hooked up and running. Christmas morning, big <laughs> That bowl. might be a little aggressive. <laughs> but yeah, get, get the family a tub. For the holiday season. At the end of the day, you guys, it's always hot tub season. It's always hot tub season. I'm a hot tub guy. 
I see you in the hot tub. <laughs> I see Barney in line for the hot tub all the time. Give him a little wave. Best part of my day. <laughs> anyway, Arctic Spa, Regina, and Saskatoon. Hot tub starting at $9,000. Go in. Tell them you heard it on the Monday noon. You're probably going to get even a bigger discount. Last show. Timmy. It was Tim Reed, CEO, COO. And chief punk of that Syracuse team. No, he uh, of real and Rajani here. I guess a, a lot of people downloaded it, and a lot of people that have never listened to a podcast. Yeah, that you nailed it, Chink. And here, here's a funny part about that. I it was it the next day, or I don't. It wasn't very long after, and just been sent out a tweet with his name bar off the door. The day all the executives kind of resigned there, and I thought. Power of the Nooner, right? Like you, we name you number one. You usually lose the next week. Mm-hmm. Interview, you get fired. I'm like, God, people are gonna be scared to come on the Nooner. Did you see the follow up to that tweet though? They had the picture of him, like somebody lurking in the bush. Took a picture of his <laughs> office. I zoomed in, and you could see the the Gord Downey yeah. painting that was behind yeah. him. I'm like, yeah, that is definitely his office. Somebody's uh, got boots yeah. on the ground there. But but yeah, yeah, I would say I had about five or ten people tell me that their wives listened to that. that yes. I- to our show i was gonna say that lots of i had from some women even at the rink being like hey i listened to your tim reed thing he's such a politician he wouldn't answer your question straight and they're just giving it to me i'm like well sorry i don't know we just asked the questions that's that's the courses he took he answered the questions exactly like a politician yeah uh brandon you know uh you know the mass family out at affordable trailer sales highway and service road east in regina i know him too went to went to mexico Uh, yeah so uh sarah's husband josh it's a farm boy i think they're uh, man i want to say from around indian head i could be totally butchering that i don't know anyway (laughs) Lemberg. Yeah. Or that's how many the acres? Mass, how many that's acres? Where the masses are from Lemberg. Remember we had that debate that one time? No, he uh he listens to the pod, but Sarah has never listened to a podcast. So she put it on. She's like, I was listening to your interview with Tim Reed because they do some business with real and stuff too. So no, it was uh super interesting. I I guess I was very grateful that he gave us that much time. Yeah. He answered. Uh, the questions he answered them how again like a politician would um are we gonna see this back door I, open? like that, that was my question is it gonna be open to me like have you guys been there this week no but we'll be there this weekend uh my kid and shink's kid are we're in a tournament all weekend female challenge at the cooperator so i'm very interested to see if these back doors are going to be open or not my you know somebody will tweet us tournament. right like yeah today. they're gonna Someone we'll let us know. Back up and buzz, and somebody's going to. Jared Regal will let us know ASAP. Shane, you'll know. You just scared me because Gabri's in a uh, soccer tournament in Saskatoon, and I'm in Swift Current. So I hope <laughs> she's not signed up to play in any hockey tournaments this weekend. <laughs> you guys aren't in that. You, you guys aren't in that tournament this weekend. I think she's you? the year younger. Is is not this well, weekend? Well, it's a U eleven, U thirteen tournament. <laughs> you better to get on the horn. U eleven. Gabby's a soccer girl. You're a, soccer, a soccer dad. Girl. I got You're a, a hotel book. Hotel Everybody. booked in you. Swift Current Saturday night. I'm not passing Beauty that Creek up. Wongs. Wongs. Yeah. Acropole. Hit Big the shack. Oh, Acropole's good, too. <laughs> what Hit was that house out in the sticks? Oh, yeah. Something K? Uh, uh, Motel K. Motel K. Never did eat there. Good. Was it legit? Oh, yeah. Same people own, like, Acropole. And... It's still there? Well, I haven't been back for a lot of years, but I'm assuming it still would be. Drive-by. I'm Motel to check K. check that out. Um, yeah, so Tim Reed. Uh, take what you want from it. 
come to your own conclusions. That's what it's all about. I thought it was good. I yeah. uh, didn't mind. I didn't mind what how he answered it. To be honest, I, I, and uh, <laughs> he answered him. He didn't need to do it. So yeah, all in I all, I thought it was good. You, I, I know guess, you guys were a little harder on him. No, we weren't hard on him at all. I no. don't think. No, like post interview. Yeah, I, I just knew that. There was a lot of uh, beating around the bush. And take a seat to all the people who are like, you should have asked this. You should have yeah. asked about the conflicts of interest. It's yeah. like, ah, we tried to keep it, you know, as professional board and professional as possible. Right. But I don't know if I mentioned this when we were doing it or before we did it. But the one thing I've told people is once we said that Timmy was coming on, the amount of messages and unprofessional, like, transferring of documents that we were getting from people we've never heard of and they're like random burners and email accounts are like hey it's like some weird name you know i gotta send you this da, 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 da. and it's like you never got it from me like, we don't even know who you are like, <laughs> how, who don't even know your name you're fine and we didn't go into a lot of that no let's let's move on and speaking of hockey guys, hockey guys. out there in Cardiff. Dagger Company, sponsor of the uh, Come Up, as we do every week on the show. Uh, before we get into the Come Up for General Well Servicing, I wanted to just mention, I talked to Fowles, actually went for a casino lunch with him during aggravation and uh, ran into him at the rodeo. He told me they're hiring on both sides of the border. They've got their U.S. operations in North Dakota, Fast Energy Services, but uh, up here, Fast Trucking, hiring A1 drivers, uh, bed truck and winch truck experience. If you're A1. interested, you can reach out to Fowl Supper and A1. Uh, I shared that on our Twitter. What's that? Isn't it 1A? Did I, I say A1? A1. Yeah, well. I'm thinking steak now. Steak sauce? A1. <laughs> Sorry, Fowl. You got to have, yeah. your, you gotta have A, your, uh, HP. your HP license. Good catch, fellas. They're hiring. Heinz 57s. <laughs> M Fowler no, at fastenergyservices.com if you're looking for Sorry. a job. Give that a legit because I was talking on top of you. M Fowler at fastenergyservices.com if you want to apply. And Fowls would be a weapon. To One work for. A drivers, A plus. And just DM us if you if you can't find it. Yeah. Just send us a direct message on any of the socials and we'll get you in touch. To come up this week, why don't you, Barry, uh, give a rundown on our uh, interview guest as you were a solo uh, host uh, for live, live interview. Live performance. Flying, live flying solo. A real sit down with uh, what started as Aaron Miller and I were, he's a 96, no, no, 96, he's a 78, so a year older than me. And uh, it started as I was going to do a quick 10 minutes on that team Saskatchewan, Jacques Canada Games 1995 that surprised everyone and won the gold medal, hence Marlowe, Sarich, you know, um, but uh as I started digging around and a couple of guys, uh, drew kosher, the runs, um, off the hosel sent me a couple stories. And then I just, I kind of get it, got some stories going and I'm like, this guy is going to be a full show. It's going to be awesome. So we sat down at sorry, uh, tower Willie's Willie's tap house, Willie's tap house in tower. Same thing, right? Yeah. Restaurant yeah. bar. Yeah. Um, with our new little contraption we brought, we bought so we could go and do Our shows herb. on the road Tarlick. and uh yeah it was awesome and we're not condoning anything on the interview nor is aaron so stop being a freaking absolute pigeon 
But uh, the link gate story is very disturbing. Uh, so I'm going to leave it at that. But Aaron, uh, he's coaching now for the Estevan Bruins. Great coach. Still plays. I, mean, I don't want to blow the interview. It was, it was great. I would like a guy that you could just sit down and drink beer with and chat. He's awesome. Herdy, Herdy's a good beer drinker. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fowler, they used to work together at Baker Hughes back in the day. So Fowler was telling me they had a lot of beers telling stories. And did he not play some senior for, for Bean Fade or something after his? Oh, big time. In, yeah. Like, and it was, he goes into it. It was a no brainer. Like, and then he played uh, that senior team with Sillinger and Heward that, from Balgoni. We go into that. Uh, it's a, it's a freaking great interview. I can't wait to hear it. Belts and I haven't, uh, haven't heard it yet ourselves. So it's, it's going to be a surprise for us here when the show comes out. And I just want to mention belts. You've mentioned the Herb Tarlick thing a couple shows in a row. Was he not the sales guy? (laughs) Herb? He had big glasses. He was the sales guy for WKRP. He wasn't, he'd be, he'd be suited to that thing on his, uh, around his hip. (laughs) He's not Johnny think, Fever. I think you're <laughs> correct. Yeah. Les Nessman. Les- <laughs> That's who I'm thinking of. Sorry, Les Nessman. That's the guy I was thinking of. Herb Tarlick, two weeks in a row. You would have went on with that one for months. I, I love it. Brought that up. All I remember uh, from funny. WKRP in Cincinnati was the baseball one where or slow pitch where Les Nessman catches it. <laughs> and that's all I remember. Well, last, kind of- last week was like, what was it, like the 40th anniversary of the the turkey one, turkey. right? Turkey, turkey from the sky. Yeah. It's pretty famous. Uh, you know, a guy that's been mentioned on the show? show a lot is that is Link Gates. I wonder where he's where he's Ugh. hanging his hat. Ugh. Work release yeah. program, maybe. Be great to try to get him on. It'd be deadly. Um, and then Michael. come up. Yeah, we'll have all the regular stuff that we usually do in the program. And are we going to give away the senior hockey player of the week on this show? I think we should. Sure. I've actually Richard. got a couple. I think we should do two. I've got a couple sure. this week. Couple of couple tarps, tarps from Last Mountain Dose. Distillery coming up. So that's the come up for General Well Servicing. <clears throat> Speaking of Last Mountain Distillery, have you guys tried the salted caramel whiskey, the new? Yes, just tried it on Friday. Yeah, and? last Friday. I liked it. I had it with a little ginger ale, a little, little nip straight because Braden told me uh, that you yep. liked it with ginger ale because I asked him how to drink it. He's like, well, I like it, you know, straight on the rocks, but Barry likes it with a little ginger ale. So I would lean more towards. The ginger ale, but I didn't mind just a little sipper. Yeah, it's good. And I'm not a big caramel guy. Don't like the I like the red wine finish stuff the most. But uh, yeah, it's still really good. I uh, I I to just to go back ginger ale pressed is Mm. how I how I did it. So yeah, I couldn't do it on the rocks, and I get why people can and they love it and all that. It's just my taste buds haven't uh, matured yet to do that. It's good though. So there isn't a lot, there isn't a lot left and you have to get it at the distillery. It is a great Christmas present because it's locally made. It's local. If you're traveling anywhere, people from Saskatchewan, or you can even order and then they ship to last mountain distillery, Lumsden, Saskatchewan. I think all the cherry whiskey sold out, but they got everything. They got the, I love the gin. I am the biggest. If you're, if you're a gin, if you have a gin drinker, this gin is awesome. And then you have the salted caramel. Hey, let's get into uh, shout-outs this week for Synergy AG, local crop input retailer, soil plant analytics. Any inputs, anything you're going to be putting down in the spring, uh, get a hold of your local Synergy AG locations pretty much all throughout the province. Started in Govan, Saskatchewan, but they've uh, 
They've covered a lot of highways and grid roads in this province with many locations now. So shout outs this week. I've got three or four, maybe even five. So I'm going to be high and uh, tight on mine. I'll start out and I want to give a shout out to a guy that we might get on the show one day. Danny Hodgson, Prince Albert Raider. Great. His name got put up in the rafters. There's only two other guys in PA. Mike Medano. Manny? Dave nope. Manson? Oh yeah. Dave Manson. And then... Uh, Dan Hodgson. So uh, yeah. shout out to him. I know indigenous rookie cards out in BC, a, f- a fan of ours. That's his cousin or something like that. Right. So. We, yeah. we still have to talk to him a quick little snippet one show when we, when we have a, maybe a quicker interview. I, I like that indigenous rookie cards and, and the cards and all that as a somewhat collectible guy, but from back in the day, but we have to get H- Hodgson on and that will mm-hmm. happen. I think. Yeah. So that's one of my shout outs. Want to go around the horn here? Maybe Bearcat. Uh, I got two. My first one, Shane D. Sounds like Shane D. Belter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On Twitter, uh, he gave a glowing endorsement for Play Now and the Nooner Code. So he attached Play Now. He attached the Monday Nooner and just how he set up. And it was a big bet on the Owls in the Grey Cup, I think I'm talking. So Shane D., that is what we're all about. Local supporting local. We're going to get into the play now promo code. I got another guy that wants to set it up this weekend so we can gamble in Swift Current while we're watching games Saturday night. So, well, yeah, I, for now, it's just a shout out for Shane D. That was, that was sweet. Good job, bud. Fake. I got a fake shout out to Corey Perry, legend. Go ahead. <laughs> Say some dumb shit sometimes. <laughs> what a turd. Anyway, go ahead. Two weeks, and that's all you came up with for shoutouts. <laughs> Two weeks without a show. Well, come on. Um, hey, I want to give a. I'll go and give a quick one to that. Uh, shared it out on Twitter a couple weeks ago, but I can't remember his last name. But his first name was Slade in Willow Cree and Beardies, the guy who broke his spine last yeah. November. Oh, and then yeah. he was out buzzing. Uh, he played with the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure in Willow Cree for the last few years, but that was cool to see a guy bounce back from a pretty serious car accident. Send us a tweet out there buzzing on the uh, beardies rink. So shout out Slade, that a boy. We are going to uh, get that guy a a shirt. I'll get him a nooner shirt. Uh, Slade reach out. I'm not going up North as further than Saskatoon this winter, but let's hook up somewhere unless it's a Shellbrook Willow Cree game. Oh, I am all in on that. Let's take the let's take the herb tarlic here. Live herb show. Tarlic. Let's talk, let's talk sticks. Do it. Hey, from shoulder. here on in, from here on in, we're calling it the tarlic. <laughs> the tarlic, the hurt, the shoulder strap. The tarlic. Hey, I've uh, I've been butchering a lot of town names and and such on the show lately, so I'm going to take a run at his last name, Slade Cack Wet Woo. Cack the Wet Woo, something like Kak-wet-woo. that. Kak-wet-woo. Hopefully, yeah. I was close, but uh, shout out that a boy. So I do have, a, I will give, uh, I got a couple of texts this week where I got to give a shout out to poor Hodgeville. They're pretty sad. I was, they said it was the first time I was ever involved in a basically F Belter group text. I must've said something bad last show. They're terrible or something. So yeah. Shout out to the boys. I still love you. Just, mm-hmm. you got to give us something to believe in over here. Uh, my second last one. I just put this down in the last couple of days. Shout out to Yorkton minor hockey realtor sponsors everything in yorkton seems to be sponsored by a realtor or a realty office it's and then if you ever wait till you wait till you your kids play in the small rink the what is it called the kinsman 
I hope I don't, they have this. Maybe it's just the age group that my son's in. This guy that's hardcore on the mic, like hardcore radio guy, and like uh, Johnny Fever, and he's like, you know, the Jackson Campbell Realty One Tigers goal scored by night, just really long, right? Or the Stacy Herman Vitz <laughs> Realty. <laughs> Team goal tigers. It's just, I just love it. Everything that they do, they're all the realtors jump on board and support the minor hockey teams. Remember well, last year the uh sorry. No, it's fine. Just last week, and I think I told this on the show where the guy's like goal scored by Susie. And that was it. Just like her first name. I was like, oh my god, it was so bad. Dude, Go ahead, Buzz. One sorry. time I was in a tournament in Unity, and uh the guy, the announcer would like he was really getting into it, probably had a few 016s, but I remember he'd be like, goal scored by Brandon, the howitzer, but like whatever. Like he had like little bazookas. Corey, the mother. No, just um, yeah. And then are, are, do you have one more? I got a couple more. Yeah. This this could have fallen into the uh, take a seat, but I've already got a couple take a seats. A lot of prep guy this uh, show. Big prep guy. This should be a take a seat, but we'll squeeze it in. Shout out to the new Lumsden Co-op. Have you guys heard about this? It's Absolutely. Yeah. Is so it owned by Co-op is the co-op by Bollier. So at the entrance, it says, welcome to Bollier Co-op in Lumsden. <laughs> yeah. And locals are not impressed. Really? Yeah. Oh, take a seat. Who cares? It's a sign. Yeah. Actually, I think Colin, t- Colin told me something about that. I think they could have. Uh, yeah. the I don't know if they co-op. needed to put Bollier in big letters at the entrance to the Lumsden Co-op, but it's because they own it. The Bollier Co-op owns that Co-op. I know that's why they call it that. But I, I get it's... what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, ruffled some feud. feathers out there in Regina Beach Country for sure. Big feud up the twenty. Uh... Are you all out, Barry? No, uh, my last one's long. Go. Oh. So you want to? You want to go through? Is your last one long? It's long-ish, but I can go. Yeah, we go. Okay, I got a shout-out. Uh, went to a concert a couple weeks ago, Hunter Brothers. Sold-out show at the Conexus Art Center. Boys were buzzing, bunch of hockey uh, guys. Man, they put on a fantastic live show, 2,600 deep in uh, in there. A lot of storytelling, a lot of... Uh, but I want to shout-out the opening band, Jake Vodland and the Sturgeon River Boys. They had the crowd humming. Did they? I got a special tie because my first cousin is the uh, guitar picking, bus driving uh, member of the band. So, want to give a shout out to Jake Vaudlin, Sturgeon River Boys. They're going across Canada right now with the Hunter Brothers, and then in the spring they're going across the states with the Dead South. So they're starting to get really? some recognition. And old Jakey's from Cut Knife, I believe, originally. I was, was going to say, where are they based out of? So maybe how big do they got to get before we put on like a Monday nooner like cabaret? Uh, they might already be out of our budget, to be honest. No but one would. The first they, cousin of the of the bus driver. I know, but guy. sticks and gas ain't gonna cut it for these uh, these fellas. Well, let's let's promote that. Let's see if they we can make something happen. I almost lined them up. My parents had an auction sale this uh, spring. It was my dad's 60th birthday. Had a big shaker. I almost booked them to play in the his new shop there. But uh, anyway, I talked to the band. They hooked me up with some tickets. It was already sold out, sold out. So shout out them. I told them and I got approval. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that complain when we play licensed music, 
I got approval to play a little bit of their their new single on the way out at the end of the show. So going to give them a little uh, free plug Ooh, here at the nice. uh, the extra of the show. I love got it. approval, by the way. So. I want to. I've never heard them, but I heard they're they're really I'll good. Spin. And the, the thing, Shane, that we really have to realize here is if uh, what's your dad's name, Jim James Jimbo, yeah, Jimbo. Jim, if Jimmer's only sixty. He's only 14 years older than us. That means Carol might only be 12, 10 Saskatoon bar days. Carolizers, like yeah. it, I don't know. But hey, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna spin into another quick shout out. Is uh, Gore Bamford too? He was back in town, former guest of the show. Went same night. Seen, yeah, same night. I went poor, and seen Psalm. Poor planning. Went. It was sold out there though too. So at the casino and seen Psalm and yeah, it was good. Really good. I liked. He he, he took a lot of songs and like remixed them into a song you know what i mean like he played little bits of each song it was good i i enjoyed it it was like big. he's got so many hits he couldn't right. play them all so he did a yeah. uh, little like a tight montage. 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 montage montage when he said and remade yeah. songs i'm like oh when artists do that that's a take a seat i lost <laughs> like uh, when bob dylan changes the tune of his biggest hits in concert don't I lost, appreciate that i lost 40 mama 120 and that was the end of the night so it was good didn't get beat up no um, not too bad Got got home and played the play now slots. Yeah. <laughs> Made your money back. Seven sweet sevens. Uh, my last one is the Regina U11A Girls Rebels. They took home the Edmonton Showcase Tournament, played in the freaking mall. It was so cool. And it, I get, you know, a lot of people have played in the, or the brick in the summer, but the ice gets soft, eh? So it was actually, the ice was really good. It was Black Friday. They played two games. <laughs> Packed in there. I oh, the, and and this, like, it's really cool, right? Because Edmonton is such an eclectic city, like any in Canada. So the amount of, like, you could tell, like, new Canadians, all different nationalities that were, like, filming the game and, like, watching these girls play and, like, you know, hockey, right? They haven't seen yeah. it. But it was... Um, an unbelievable tournament. I, you know, I don't, if we can go back for the next year for the other age, but, but anyway, the thing that I want to talk about and we can kind of spill into this. That's why I meant this is long. And I want to get your guys' take is they got recognized in the legislature. Brandon mm-hmm. played the clip off the start of the show. <laughs> super funny. And uh, just to be did- clear, I didn't play the actual clip. That's I played the clip. Yeah. Edited, it's but good. it's all good. It's all good. We're not going to get sued. Um, and then, so have you guys ever been to the ledge? The question period? I've like toured the ledge, ago. but not years during. Ago. It is abs these these girls are sitting there watching it, and it is so childish, right? Because first off, the SAS party's on the one side, and they have way more seats. There's just way more of them. And then the opposition, the NDPs over here, it, it would be like the senior AAA Red Wings from Rosetown going in to play Conquest. Like it was, just, you knew it was going to be a beating, but, um, and just the immaturity and the, the, the ladies from the NDP are talking. And then all of a, all of a sudden, all the SAS party men just with no respect, like out of spite, start talking. And then they're giving like hand gestures back. And then, uh, but nice Everett Hindley gave us a nice plug. People probably heard it, but then Trent Watherspoon, who's a, a fan, great guy, big hockey guy. He, He's and awesome, yeah. everybody says he is an awesome, awesome guy. And he, he looked up and he was giving us a big clap knowing he's, he's kind of sitting there going, I'm a nooner guy. I'm a nooner I'm guy. A nooner guy. Evan's nooner. a nooner guy. I'm a nooner um, guy. A great, uh, 
memory for the girls. It was awesome to all of them. And then they won the tournament, the, their first girls tournament that they went in this week. See, I'm just coming up with, I'm coming up with show notes as we're going too. Like I, we should give Trent, Trent kind of hooked me up with something that we're going to do. I don't know. Do you want to, can I all mention it? Whatever. We're yeah. going to get involved with that outdoor hockey league this year. In Regina. Got, Sorry, in Regina. Saskatoon. This yeah. year we had to do Regina. We're doing Regina. They got about 350 plus kids. So we ordered like Bella Clavis for them because they play outside, obviously, the outdoor hockey league. So those are going to be here right away. And we're going to give them to them. Uh, we've got a couple of brand new hockey helmets and stuff. We're going to give to them to so that they can dole, dole them out however they see fit. And uh, yeah, gonna go. I'm going to go there in January. I don't know if you guys are going to join me, but I kind of committed to going one night. and For sure. Out. Yeah. So we said we'd make an appearance and Take yeah, the they, they're, they're so appreciative, but I know Trent's got a huge involvement in that. And he's actually the guy I reached out to and he hooked me up with Gloria. I want to say her name is, I might be wrong on that. But Play Gloria. Patrick, Play Gloria. Right? Play Gloria. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, just, and I know you did a, you did a great job explaining that, but just for people that don't know, the outdoor hockey league is, would be for kids who can't afford to play regular hockey fees, yeah. equipment, stuff like that. It's all donated and they, they play outside old school uh, on the rinks in Regina. So very yeah, cool. If you, very if you cool program. Said, if you have extra equipment, instead of trying to sell it, just donate it to ranch. If you go down at ranch airload, just donate to them. That's the outdoor league. They give it to those kids and uh, they, they appreciate it so much. Nicely, nicely said. Hey, one more that we have to mention here. Uh, it's been in our inbox for a couple weeks from a sponsor who wanted a shout out mentioned. Hey, this one comes from our buddy Malcolm Vanstone, 2020 Geomatics. We'll get him his plug later. Fellow land surveyor and I, Ernie Mueller, who plays for the Roster and Wheat Kings, wrote hammering back some beers and red wines in Saskatoon, talking about how old we're all getting to be in the Land Surveyors Association. And he said, you think that's bad? Try filling out the roster for senior hockey teams and birth years are like 02, 01, 03. Then there's one from 95, and then I need to fill in my own name, and it's 1984. So there you have it. Ernie Mueller, land surveyor, connoisseur of fine spirits, owner at Valley Geomatics, no free ads, and senior hockey weapon. All-around good guy. Apparently, Ernie's a big uh, fan of the show, so shout out. Earn dog. Big Earn McCracken. Where does Earn live? He plays for Rostern, so he's obviously out that way. Nice. Rostern guy. 2020 twin league. Um, okay. So that was shout outs synergy, AG, your local crop input retailer location everywhere. Um, big high and tight guy. Let's do the interview. This might take a seat right there. Oh, do before the interview. the interview, before the interview, let's, let's just tell people, um, the hockey stick deal, extreme hockey, 129. They are down to, I think about 80 twigs. It's been fly. They've been flying off. I got a text today, phone call actually today. Belts, how are these things? So they're good. Good. I just bought two. So yeah, it's, boys are buying them. They're one piece. They're the $400 sticks, but they're blacked out. Extreme hockey in Regina, $129.99. Buy as many as you want. They might be bringing more in. Not sure, but as of right now. And then on the heels of that, extreme hockey we get messages all the time, people wanting a nooner shirt, a nooner hoodie, a nooner whatever. So Extreme Hockey is uh, now a partner, obviously. They have, just in time for Christmas, so you tell your wife or wives if you're listening, for your husband that wants, that's who usually messages us, is a wife or a female saying, I would like the shirt. They're going to have, they have awesome black hoodies, the license plate ones, and the green shirts. 
extreme hockey and sport. And then I, oh boys, you're going to have to help me here. This the price t-shirts are 30 and hoodies are 45. Give or take a few bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So extreme hockey and they'll ship if you want to order something and then you have to just call about sizes and all that. So stick. They got the nooner. They got the nooner gear down there. That's what I just talked about. Holy smokes. Yeah. No, the, uh, the gear is limited quantities before Christmas. So there we go. And you know if they're running the stick deal still, or is that still going? (laughs) (laughs) Stick deal still going on. Let's get into the interview for Great Western. There was a lot of Great Westerns uh, piled while we did this interview. A legend from down south in the Alameda and uh, Oxbow, right? Oxbow area. He gets into this. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Here is our boy aaron miller all right here we go yeah so we're testing out this uh new unit here live pod live interview with aaron miller one of the prides of oxbow saskatchewan so is that is that where that's where you're born that's home or is there a farm around there or what no uh born in oxbow but raised in alameda so might get in trouble for that so uh spent about the first 48 hours in oxbow maybe Maybe after that, and then uh, Alameda. I don't want to jump through all your minor hockey right off the hop here to get, you know, go too deep. But I got to ask, minor hockey in in the area. So you're uh, 78. Yep. So you're like the Jeff Schaefer, probably Peter Schaefer's a year older. Like yep. I, I'm from Saskatoon, so I'm kind of going through guys. What what do you remember about you know playing back then and and the guys you played against or with? Well, growing up in Alameda, we had obviously Todd Holt was Holt, from there. We yeah. had a few. We had we had a lot of guys from there, and um, the '78 group wasn't real strong. The '77 group was a little stronger. So, you know, I know Jeff Schaefer was a big one around here. We had a few guys, but it was mostly the the '77 group that was a stronger group for sure. But you know, around here, minor hockey, you know, the the Alameda Oxbow, Cardiff, Carlisle, the, the the battles in the the Adams, the U11s, and all that were, were big back then, right? There's some big rivalries. So, um, but yeah, I was. Then when I moved to Estevan, the 78 group, obviously, I always played up too. So, uh, I was more in tune with the 77 group than the 78 group. So, how do you end up playing for the Saskatoon Blazers from being way closer to the U.S. border than anything? Well, when I think my uh, first year Bantam, I or I played Bantam, and then the second year Bantam. Uh, Ken Sachs was running the Blazers, right? And and there was definitely a Spokane Chief connection there after I got drafted because we had myself, Trent Whitfield, Joel Boschman, Hugh Hamilton. It was yeah. it was a big thing. Um, went to a few other spring camps and then obviously went to the Blazers and and things worked out and they you know ended up moving up there. My first year I lived with Joel Boschman actually. And hey, good West parents, Side kid. I, I played Barons the yeah, whole you know right. Lived lived a block away from uh, Bedford, Bedford High. Road. So you, you didn't go anywhere without the dog. That was the rule, <laughs> especially if it was dark out. And, you know, curfew was when it was dark. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was, obviously I think uh, back then the, it was a little more open as far as competitiveness, as far as recruiting players and stuff like that. So that's kind of how it started. And then I think with all those other guys up there, uh, it just worked out good to be up there. So your years with the Blazers, like, and, and moving from home so young, like, what do you remember and i'm sure you pass it on to kids now your coach and estevan and and there's probably younger kids that talk to you like what do you remember about how hard it was to that transition well it, 
honestly, when I look back, it was it was the hardest thing in my life. My my dad dropped me off at the SO and Ken picked me up, and I'm SO SO where? So and right at the Highway 11 there coming in right. So <laughs> right at the right when you come in there at Grasslands and and I'm 15 years old, don't have a driver's license, don't have anything, get dropped off and and taken to a billet house, right? So it was an adjustment. I mean, that's back when you had the calling card, so. I know my mom phoned me a couple times like, hey, like you got to quit calling home because the calling card's pretty expensive here. But I mean, you're homesick for sure, right? You're leaving all your buddies and, and your, your comfort zone and, you know, moving five hours away and going to Marion Graham, which was a big school. And, and you know, you're, you're by yourself pretty much. I, I think that year I was the only Blazer that was going to Marion Graham. So we were kind of spread out all over the place. What, what, I, I got to ask as a Sashton kid, why did you, why Marion Graham? Uh, I think it was just for the hockey program more than anything. Yeah. That's where all the blades were going. Blades were and, going yeah. and I mean, where I was living, it was kind of a crappy place to go because it's all the way across yeah. town every morning. Where did Joel go? Uh, I'm not too sure where he went, but he was at somewhere else where French Immersion was. So oh, that's right. It, it, the other one might have been right there where he got dropped off, but we always got draw, drove by his, his stepdad, Brian, always yeah. dropped us off and took us over there. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm not too sure. I think I think a lot of the, the it was just for the hockey, right? Because the blades all went there and all that. So, so Blazers things are going well there. I I got to get into the uh, 19. I think it's 95 Jeux Canada Games. Yep. And last year was it last year you guys got recognized? Um, you know, you look at the the players on that team, and we we've talked about it on the pod. You know, we had uh, Corey Sarich, obviously Patrick Marlowe, Chad Hintz. You can we can go down to Joey Tedarenko, who's been a guest. Um, how how did everything come to shape there? Well, it all started with the zone camps, right? The SAS first zone camps you used to have the instead of everybody just going and getting put on teams like they do now. You used to have the zone one. So our Estevan Weber and we always went to Yellow Gas and tried out. And we'd go up. We always had really good teams in that, and it started from that. And then I think. Uh, Tedarenko mentioned we always went to Labrat, right? That's where the things were, and you do the fitness testing and all that. It'd just be like, you get all these kids that are all him and I, and me especially. Like I'm as tall as I was then, probably close to the damn same weight, right? So the fitness testing wasn't our strong point, but um, yeah, like that, and that's where it started, right? So obviously you went to the zone camps, and then to Labrat, and then you know Ross Mahoney and those guys kind of looked at everything from there, and that that second year, which would have been, I guess my second year Bantam first year midget is where we picked the team so um it was 16 year old year because you had guys in the western league right that yeah. were going so and then uh i think we had a like a final tryout thing in in regina at the old exhibition stadium or whatever it was behind the agridome there and then they kind of picked the team from there and then we got together because Ted Arenka was playing WHL, and who was the? Was there one more guy that was playing dub that came back? That might have been all. Jesse Wallen was playing Western League, oh, but he couldn't come. He couldn't come. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come. Yeah, he, I think he decided to stay in Red Deer and play. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we were supposed to have a strong team, and I think Brent kind of said stay and play here instead of going there and spending two weeks there. So um, mistake made by him. Because it was you and Scott Bueller. Yep. The yep. goalies, um, again, as a goalie, there's only two spots, right? It would have been hard to hard to make that team. Yeah, I think when it came down to it the, from the, the camps, it was probably Scott, myself, and Mike Whitney was a really good 78 from Swift Current. Those were probably the guys that they honestly were, were picking from the whole time, right? So, And then, you know, like I said before, the 78 group wasn't that good. So, you know, I give credit to Ross and those guys. They kind of stuck their neck out by grabbing some of those 79s. And... That made a big difference. 
so now everyone knowing what they know about Ross Mahoney and you know the legend and, and winning the cup with Washington and just finding skill everywhere when you look back now what do you remember about that guy's hockey IQ then well it was it was off the charts he was ahead of his time right because why, why, why? like what? well because th they had a plan they knew we weren't going to outscore teams I remember we were talking about that as soon as we got together in Regina they they picked the, the group based on what we could do it started with the back end with Tedarenko, Kevin Kellett, like all those big strong D-men um, once Jesse Wallen said he wasn't coming they grabbed Dylan Kemp who was playing AAA and PA kind of a skilled guy that could move the puck and then you know for scoring Patrick Marlowe was one of the best players in mid AAA as an underager and I think they realized like he was a game breaker uh, you know Chad Hintz was a game breaker all those 79s were big parts of that and you know they I remember the first meeting in Regina like they had a game plan they said we're not going to score teams we're going to have to play strong defense and if we're going to give up goals we're not going to win and we worked on systems we worked on all that stuff and that you know we were ranked I think eighth or ninth going into that we weren't even supposed to be in even close to anything but they got everybody to buy in and our defense played well and I mean we hardly gave up any goals in that tournament and you know the first game there I think we played Daniel Cleary who was obviously a big name out east there and you know we held those guys to one goal and you know you just kind of build momentum in a short tournament like that it's kind of like the world juniors but you know Ross and uh, Brian McGregor and all those guys they did a, a great job getting us to buy in because that's that's how we we're gonna win so how, how did how did they work the goaltending in that tournament? Well, we split most of the time, and then uh, Scott played the semifinal and the final. But yeah, like tough decisions, I guess, all around because you're you're trying to win, right? And you know, going in, they said we were going to split, everything was going to be good. Then you start winning, you're like, oh, okay, now we got to make some tougher decisions because we weren't supposed to be in the playoffs, right? Like it was supposed to be BC, Alberta, Ontario, Quebec. Those were the the big four teams, you know. Alberta had all the guys from the Western League coming, and we're like mostly mid to triple a guys then yeah. they see all these 79s they're like what are these guys doing and then you know we opened up some eyes so like so it, I, I haven't seen the guy for 30 plus years right but that that year i'm playing with scott bueller and i, I remember goalies everyone says they're they're a different breed and whatnot but i remember him as like even though he was a year younger like just business like business attitude he wasn't like weird or quirky or anything he was just he was a leader yeah. as a goaltender were, were you similar to that i would say so i i mean i think i'm pretty normal for a goalie honestly like i think i've always been that way kind of not get too worked up or not have any weird quirks or anything like that but yeah i, I remember you know scott and i played against each other lots in mid triple a and then obviously in the western league too so i think uh I mean, business is the, a good way to take it, right? Just a leader. And that team had lots of guys like that. Like, when you look at that team, there's a lot of future captains in there, right? And, and you know, guys bought into that checking role. We had Marty Standish, Kent Cybernagel, that, you know, guys bought into that playing hard and, and just don't get scored on, right? That was the end of it. So you guys, you know, you guys get into the playoff round and, and the semifinal, and you're not supposed to be there. Like, what do you remember about the excitement and just kind of playing on house money? Well, exactly, and, I, and that was the message from the guys. Like, you know, the, the, I remember getting on the plane in Regina, and that's the first time most of us have ever been on an airplane. Yeah. Right? We're, you're all small-town farm kids, <laughs> like, and it's like, okay, we're on an airplane. This is pretty cool, and, you know, there's – and then you get there, and you're like, hey, we're not really going to compete, and then we do compete. And then, you know, you could see, you could see the, the, 
the coaches maybe were trying to sell us on some of that. And then once we bought in, it was like, okay. And we started winning. Then I remember Ross getting really even more dialed in and more vocal on the bench and more, okay, now we're really getting into things. We're having team meetings. And then when it ended up being semifinals, we weren't supposed to win. We won. And then Who we, was that against? Uh, the semifinals were against Quebec, I think. And then played in Alberta in the final, obviously, and nobody gave us a chance in Grand Prix against Alberta. And it was a tight game. I think it was 1-1, then Patty scored, and then we got a, you know, we ended up winning 3-1. And after, of course, it's just the, you know, elation and celebration when you're not even supposed to have a sniff at a tournament like that. And then With kids that are, a lot of the team is a year younger. Yeah, exactly. And really, like, when you looked at our guys that were drafted, like Ted Arenko was playing in the Western League, but we didn't have a lot of really high WHL draft picks even. You know, uh, Mike Walk uh, played in Medicine Hat there. He was probably a higher pick that came back. Well, he was going back between AAA and, and the dub too. So, yeah, I just remember our coaches really getting dialed in and, and focused. And once we saw that with that, and, and you know, we're kind of deer in the headlights where you're like, hey, we're not supposed to be here, but now we are. So let's 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 do it more proud of that moment now and last year when you guys got recognized or then when you're kind of young and naive i you know i think now because now i've got kids that kind of understand what it was and you know rondo i you know sent a message to those kids last year and you know no team's ever won since and that's you know no team ever won before and no team's ever won since so I mean, when I look back on my career, it's one of the most proud things, I think, is just being part of that and, and just how that group came together and how close they were. And, you know, obviously now we're older, we're all coaching against each other. You know, you got kids the same age and yeah. stuff like that. That's so pretty cool. it's kind of reconnected a lot of guys, right? Like, so it is pretty cool in that way. But, yeah, it's I don't think when you're that young because you're you're – once it was over, it was so fast. You're like on a plane, you're back. Hey, now the Blazers in the context are playing against you. You hate each other again, right? Or you're playing somebody else. And yeah. then when you move up and you're in the Western League, like we play Tedarenko all the time, right? So it's like you, you kind of forget that until it's until you get time to reflect once you're done. It's like, oh, that was, that was very special what we did. Do you still in touch with most of that team? Do you see, like, is there, is there some guys you see more than others? Well, a lot of them, like, uh, see Rondo and those guys from Swift Current yeah. more than a lot of them. Um, just because our kids are the same age, we've coached against each other for, it seems like, the last 20 years, right? But, yeah, he'd probably be the big one. Um, now with social media, keep in contact with, like, Ted Arenko and some of those guys and see them and shoot messages here and there. But, yeah, it's it's... It's it's hard to keep in contact when you get so busy and everything's going right, and you know that. So, but I mean, it'd be nice. Uh, there were some rumors floating around that maybe that group would get together, reunion you know, yeah, a reunion type yeah. thing, and go have a weekend away. And yeah. you know, obviously, I played pro with Marty. Head up and, to Grand Prairie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go back to the stomping grounds again. <laughs> Charter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, was there uh, last question on on that team? Was there one guy when you look back that? You know, Marlowe coming in, or we mentioned the names. Was there one guy that kind of stepped up and played a role or played such a key role that maybe people weren't expecting? Well, I think when I look back at that, it was the the, the bottom six guys that really bought in that. Alleged bottom six guys. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, what, like, and that's where I give Ross credit. Like, he, he was he was pretty adamant that this is how we're going to win. You yeah. guys are going on the ice. You cannot get scored, and you're going to have to finish every check. Like, you know, Kent Cybernagel, Marty Standish, all those guys, like, they bought in. And then Derek Schutz was a big part of that as a 79 as well, right? The penalty kill and the checking. And then you had Patrick Marlowe who stepped, like, 
I mean, that was kind of his coming out party as an underage. Obviously, that put a lot of a lot of us on the map as far as colleges or Western League or yeah. whatever it was. But I mean, to me, Patty was the best there. Like he scored a lot of goals for us. He he made the difference. Um, and you know, Donnie Kinney had a good tournament. The guy that goes, you know, had a really good Western League career that was underrated and. I mean, look at the names on that. Everybody had a fairly good career. Carson Lofsgaard had a, a good junior A career and, and played hard right, too. So there, there was lots of guys. I mean, that's what I think. When we got to yeah. Regina, there was more about team bonding and coming together as a team. And you get to Grand Prairie, and you're staying in a pretty much a rig shack and bunking with somebody, right? And the time's <laughs> there in there. You guys can stay in that again. Exactly. That. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> good old Grand Prairie. <laughs> um yeah, so drafted by Spokane, then 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 a hell of a career with the Chiefs. When you look back in your WHL career, like what kind of stories pop up? Well, we had good teams all the time, right? And a great owner, lucky, like yeah. yeah, like when my I got lucky my first year there. It was the first year of the new rink, right? So, um, you know, uh, you know, it's it's interesting when we when we did that. I've you know my parents always made me do really well in school, so I had some college options too. And my 16-year-old year that year actually made that, you know, as the last cut of the Bruins here in town and probably maybe would have went the NCAA route. Oh, really? And, yeah, like, and then um, went back. You were the last cut? Of the Bruins as a 16-year-old, yeah. Oh, wow. And probably would have swayed me that way. And then once we won the Canada Games, all of a sudden the recruiting starts, right? But um, when, you're, when you're 16 and Mike Babcock and Tim Speltz show up on your back deck in Estevan and your mom's making tuna sandwiches, it's kind of hard to say no. So sign and, and, and Babs was good. Like training camp was hard. We had three goalies, myself and Blaine Russell who, uh, and David LeManager that first year. Um, we had a great team. We lost in the league final, but, uh, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't as big as a transition there because I'd been away from home for two years already. Yeah. And I was doing my grade 12 down there. So where some guys were kind of struggling with moving away from home their first time, especially the guys from the big cities, I was I was fairly comfortable being away from home. The Memorial Cup year? Uh, that was my third year. Third year? Yeah. So did they bring in another goalie? Because kind of looking through the stats here, I didn't have a lot of time to, to prep on this, but they brought in a, they brought in a guy later. That yeah. We, uh, that year we, we had Sean Fleming, and then yeah. we traded Dr. for Dave. Sean Fleming. Yeah, we traded for... Uh, David Hahn. Hahn. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my first year I played a few. It's it's kind of funny how hockey works. You get your breaks, right? Because I, I played limited games and, and got some starts where Detroit was there. And, and um, you know, I remember Babs coming in. It was the second or third last game of the year. He said, you're going to go tonight because Detroit wants to play. And I'm getting a shout-out against Prince George. And, you know, it probably got me drafted where I got drafted, you know. So, um, but, I mean, the, the league, I just look at hockey in general now, like back then we had like the, the toughness of the league and the fights and and like you can ask anybody that played in that team, uh, you know, we fought against other teams, but we fought more against each other because you had to do that to make the lineup. And that's how, that's how the captains and the veterans held each other accountable was, you know, I remember we were playing Brandon in the league final and we had a bunch of kids going to school that weren't going to school and Babs goes to explain a drill on the board and I'm getting a drink of water talking to Dave and I look back and there's a full-on brawl like the older guys are fighting all the in like Chris Graff, Ty Jones all the, and it was like we're literally flying to Brandon and we're fighting each other because these kids weren't going to school so um, that's un- unreal what so <laughs> let's get into it. Mike Babcock 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's a slippery slope to talk about, but I mean, the guy hasn't changed, right? Like back then, a lot of the stuff was available. He he got results. Um, we won a lot, and you knew where you stood, right? You knew where you were, and you know, I remember him. Uh, you know, my parents came down for the home opener, and you know, it was Blaine Russell and I, and I was sitting with my parents in the stands, and that was a way of him kind of maybe waking me up or whatever. It was October home opener. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so. I mean, things haven't changed, right? So, I, it was October twentieth, my sister's birthday, when I got my first start in Seattle. So you go down in August and you're doing training camp, and thank God we won two one. I got first star because it probably solidified that. But you know, he, you knew where you stood. He was so well prepared, like practices and stuff like that. But I mean, when you look back, some of the stuff is obviously not allowed anymore, and and the way coaching's changed, you just can't do that or what you can't say. But um, he got results. I mean, he was prepared for sure, and, and you knew what was expected, that's for sure. As a coach now, what maybe you would adopt? Is there anything that you would adopt? That Oh, yeah. Like, I, I talk about all the time about being prepared and having a plan for practice and, like, being detailed and, and organized. And, like, he was very good at that, right, and obviously still is. So, um, uh, you know, that's that's the one thing is – we were prepared and you knew like the video back then like him and perry shockey were cutting video on the old vhs and we'd go in and you know it's he he was ahead of his time right as far as that and and even just the just the preparedness of it you know and we were lucky in spokane because brett uh bobby brett was our owner we never traveled on a game day like we always traveled the day before yeah got in the only place we ever went was tri-cities on a game day but like you'd get in you'd go for a meal we'd do video you go for a pregame skate it was like a pro yeah pro atmosphere right ahead of his time yeah 100 percent. so and i guess that it's still the case but maybe it's not as you know out in the open but he seems like a guy that if you were on his bad side from day one, you were fucked. Yeah, I've been on both of those sides, obviously. Uh, you know, my first year, I didn't know what to expect. Then I got drafted high. And then second year came in, um, thinking, you know, you're going to be the starter. You're drafted in the second round. And then they bring in Mark Magliardetti from the NCAA. And he shows up to camp, painted helmet, all brand new gear. I'm like, oh, this is how this is good. Oh, wow. Yeah, so another test, right? Mind games. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, nothing was ever handed to you. You had to work for it, right? So, you know, um, that was challenging, too. It was a bit of a, I don't know, maybe not a piss off, but you're like, come on. Like, you know, I did my time last year. I'm an 18-year-old. We knew we were host. We knew we were hosting, you know, the Memorial Cup the next year. So, I don't know if he was just kind of testing, but then... We kind of split halfway through, and then uh, Mags got traded to Red Deer, and then I kind of took the ball from there, getting ready for the next year. But, I mean, obviously, we went to the league final our first year. We lost to Brandon, and then we kind of had to rebuild and make some trades to get ready for the Memorial Cup. Any guys leave because of them that you remember? Yeah, there's definitely guys that left. Um, yeah, we had we had lots of guys coming and going just because they couldn't handle it, right? Um, Canadian national team. Well, yeah, like, and... and <laughs> And it was different for me because I was a goalie. I I wasn't fighting in practice to play a game um, or, yeah, totally. you know, taking the mental abuse. But the one thing I get, like, he was harder on our top guys than he was on our bottom guys because, you know, if, if a Trent Whitfield or a Greg Lieb's going to get yelled at and called into his office for being lazy, the bottom guy knows he's next. So, 
uh, that's the one thing I always remember is he was super hard on the top guys, which made it easy for the, the bottom guys to get going. But, you know, some of the mind games and some of the, oh, so-and-so is, you know, he's tougher than you, he's playing hard, and you, you know, you got to figure it out in practice. Well, you know, and then you're doing battle drills for half an hour, then you got six fights later and the trainer td force was our trainer he's in edmonton now he's the busiest guy in the league during practices <laughs> <laughs> old like old school like just testing which you don't you don't really see that much anymore and not not and at you all you can't do a lot of that you can't that was 30 years ago and that was the norm though right that was you had buddies on other teams and it was that's that's the way it was yeah. right and yeah. and you know he he held all the chips right he had your career in his hands, so to speak, right? So you either did it or you, you went home, and that was the thing. Uh, 1996, round two, 52nd pick overall to the Detroit Red Wings. That is impressive. What do you remember about draft day? Take us through it, where it was, did you go, all that stuff? Oh yeah, it was uh, in St. Louis. Yeah, it was, it was, good. It was great. Uh, like I said, timing's everything. I had, you know, that's one thing Babs did. He would come in with the, the scout sheet before games, and if you're like a member, he'd be Huey Hamilton, Hartford's here. You better not suck tonight. Like you got to be good tonight. So you would know like who was in, and and I, we had teams interested. Like I knew, uh, I played a lot of games, but I also he ran a starter hard. So Lomanovich was our starter this year, and I would go in to mop up duty lots, right? So we had a lot of games played, but I think only had 15 starts. And at the end of the year, um, you know, he would tell like, hey, Detroit's here to watch you, so just you're going tonight, right? And I remember that game, I got a shutout and. That's back when it wasn't the combine, so you got to fly places. So I came home after that year, and we played late. It was June. I was trying to do my finals and do all that. And you flew to Edmonton to do an interview. Next weekend, I flew to Washington to do an interview. You're flying everywhere. So it was awesome. Fitness like testing or just no fitness? Just that, no. like a lot of mental questions or interviews more than fitness like testing. We had Sarah Johnny said he did like the v whatever the test is the the bite well the flew. vo2 and yeah. all that yeah we did some of that but most of most of the fly-ins were just like quick interviews and then yeah like um brad devine was my agent there and he you know we knew detroit edmonton there was a few teams that were really interested and obviously the draft back then it was just one day full bore and um where was it in st louis so yeah we went down my family my sisters everybody went down it was awesome um, so you get there, you, there's more interviews at the draft, obviously. I think I interviewed with Detroit three times. Um, I knew they were really interested. Um, and Edmonton was? Yeah, there was a few, t like, I was flying all over the place trying to Where do that. Where did your gut think you were going to go? Well, my gut was thinking Detroit just because I interviewed yeah. with them the most. And the, the, the scout from Seattle, I'd had a lot of really good games. Seattle was my, in the Western League by far, my best place. I had my best games there. Um, yeah, and we got through round one, and Jesse Wallen was their first round pick that time. And um, like my agent Brad said, look, look three to five, right? Um, and then yeah, it was like the second end of the second round. My dad's getting ready to go take a leak, and they're like, "What the fifty-second pick?" I'm like, "Got picked, right?" So we're like, "Holy smoke!" So it was yeah, it was unexpected, but um, it was pretty special because everybody was there. And yeah, you get to go down second round, get your picture taken with Scotty and Kenny Holland and all that. And yeah, it was pre it was Aww. pretty neat. Yeah and stuff and then the party that night right is the best so of course a bunch of western league guys were all partying and randy petruch had won a memorial cup already and he came up and he had a few drinks because like you fucking got drafted where i was supposed to get drafted because he went to the fourth round with Colorado, and he was mad but like kyle calder we had boyd kane all those regina guys that were there and caner caner was good so yeah and then on the way home kyle uh, calder actually threw over threw up over babcock 
on the way home on the plane ride home because it's just a Saturday, right? So then you fly out like most guys are flying out the Sunday. Calder threw up on Babcock. On the plane, on the way home, all over him. So we we had a pretty late night. I want to say it was 5 or 6 in the morning, maybe later. Like So Chris Torden and I roomed. Um, so you get you don't stay with your parents. You get roomed up with a player. So um, you're going out all night. And I remember getting back and like packing your suit and guys are forgetting their suits there like just grabbing clothes and going so yeah <laughs> it was good i remember i remember getting back and because we everybody flies from st louis to minneapolis and then all the western guys fly out from there so and yeah calder had puked all over babcock and he's trying to change it anybody that knows kyle's probably not surprised by that because we had the same agent as well right so yeah. uh, that's so good so then Sign, signing bonus? Yeah, I, uh, well, I remember my third year in Spokane, we started, and I went down early because we were hosting Memorial Cup, so I went down in July, and we're working out and stuff, and Babs calls me in one day, and he's like, we're having a pretty good chat, and he's like, do you want to sign? I said, yeah, I do. He's like, okay, you're going to play a lot. I'm going to play the shit out of you, right? So that year, I played a lot, had a pretty good year. It was March I signed, um, got the call from my agent at a restaurant after a game, and yeah, I got big money right probably first round money signing bonus so got a really good signing bonus 340 oh nice yeah really good and then of course the the canadian dollars in the shitter then right so you you bring that money home and exchange it over and and (laughs) you got some pretty good exactly (laughs) everything's good so yeah it was a good summer and yeah what i bought i bought a red dodge durango a 98 dodge durango and a sea ray boat for the boys and we bought a 180 uh, Sea Ray with a 125 Merc on the back, and we had a great summer. We had a great couple summers. I actually just sold that boat a few years ago. Really? So, yeah. yeah. You kept it. Kept it. We, uh, what about the Durango? How, how many years did you ride that? Dr- drove it a lot till we built our new house, and the Durango turned into blinds for the house, actually, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so, yeah, it's funny how you grow up. But, yeah, and then uh, invested the rest. My mom was a banker, worked at the bank and a financial planner, so put the rest away bought part of a house and yeah like it was uh, my buddies definitely uh, had a good summer with the the Durango and the boat when Didn't we were, buy mom and dad anything yeah I bought them a trip yeah they sent them on a trip down south for two weeks and uh, no. that was it did that they they were pretty humble and didn't really want to but kind of had to do something for them and yeah they went down south for a couple weeks so then uh, the first year pro it looks like Adirondack with a, with a little bit in uh, Toledo because the the Red Wings are an absolute wagon. Yeah, like when you look back at it, it's probably the worst place you could have got drafted. Actually, like <laughs> as a goal, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like back then they had Chris Osgood and then Norm Miracle, who was great. Kevin Hodgson, like they signed Jason Elliott out of Cornell. Then myself, they had David Arsenal. Like there was a the the depth was huge, right? <laughs> yeah. And nobody was going to beat out those guys. Uh, Mike Vernon came on later on, so I mean, good luck, right? Um, th- I think the biggest thing with those guys and then the pro is what guys don't realize is you're you're set up so well in junior. You have a billet. You're playing in beautiful rinks in the Western League. You're taken care of. You go to pro, and you're on your own. And it, the rinks aren't great. They're old, especially those East Coast rinks. They're they're shitty. The coaching's not great. There's no plan. Um, you're not really a team because the guy next to you is trying to get to a higher level, and or trying to hang, or trying to stay alive. Yeah, like like you, you're. You, I went from I was 20 at the time, and you're playing with guys that are 40 years old, just hanging on, or they bring their kids to the rink, and I'm like, what's going on here, right? Like like Doug Hood, my first year, I played in the NHL for a long time, and he's hanging on, playing for 250 in Adirondack, just trying to get back to the NHL. 
and it's a huge eye opener. And but the biggest thing I found is you, you go from getting taken care of. Like I played three years in Spokane in a brand new rink. All of a sudden, I'm practicing in a mall that used to be a Kmart, and it's got boards and no glass, and like like what are we doing here? You know, like and it's a big adjustment for a lot of guys, and I don't think people understand that that adjustment, right? And you're the Western League and I think the CHL in general, the rinks and the players are taken so well that you go to pro and you're like, holy, like it's yeah. a it's a big adjustment for a lot of guys. They're uh, and you hear stories too, like those older guys and they're like check to check or per diems and like you guys aren't eating great and no, like you go from billet eat, food, which well, is great. Or, or in Spokane, we always went and sat and ate after a game. We never ate on the bus. We go to Spaghetti Factory, we go eat steaks, we go to the keg. So then you go play pro and you're putting money in a cup for a soggy sub that was made six hours ago, right? And you know, you hear all the stories about it, but it's true. And you get on the bus and you're like, okay, we're we're bussing 18 hours to play again or 12 hours to play again the next night, checking into a shitty hotel. Like you're staying at the La Quinta or something. It's like Kenny Kenny Sachs had you set up better than that. Exactly, (laughs) yeah. Like, you know, and, and you're it's just not good right like you're used to being taken care of and now you're on your own and like i said minor pro the hl the east coast everywhere it's you know you're you get the order form from some restaurant or sub shop you put money in the cup and and that's what you eat so it's not great right when when do you when do you finally get like your call up or taste with the red wings well that year uh that was my first year i went to adirondack but they had they were kind of set, battled it out there, and then I got sent to the East Coast League. I got sent to Toledo, which is kind of an eye-opener there, too, because I don't know if you've seen any pictures, I think, from the old Toledo Storm rink. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's like the old Civic here, except you could smoke in it, so by the end of the second period, you couldn't see the other goalie. I've and been it, in that rink. Yeah, you had so to walk I, right I through. Yeah, it's, it's like where they... F- one of the rinks that they filmed, filmed Slapshot in. Well, yeah, because we played in Johnstown, right? Yeah. It's the exact same thing, except probably worse. Yeah. So you walk through the crowd to get there, and you're stepping on everything and rocks. And I mean, it's a blue-collar town. It's 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 crazy there. Um, so I'm there, actually, and um, get the call in November that Chris Osgood had broke his hand in morning skate. So they couldn't get anybody from Adirondack because the, the IHL was still going then, too. So they had guys in the IHL. They're like, you got to come up for this game. I'm like, okay, so Ken Raggett was playing there at the time, right? So um, I remember getting the call. I'm like, holy smokes, I phoned my mom and dad. They're playing the Oilers, which was perfect because Sportsnet was going to cover the game. In? In Detroit. It was in Detroit. So I drove up, get there, and get there just before, and I'm hanging out, and Scotty's walking around. And uh, the old Detroit room wasn't very nice. The rink wasn't very nice, right? It's in a bad part of town. But got there with lots of time, and... I just remember going out for warm-up, and obviously my parents couldn't get there because I wasn't planning on playing or shouldn't have been playing, but get there and, yeah, going out for warm-up, I'm just like, holy smokes, this is like, you kind of get that feeling like, hey, like, all the work was worth it. Like, you're almost in awe just that, you know, you you did it even though you weren't playing, but, like, you've, all the work, yeah. all the sacrifices you made was kind of worth it when you step on that ice for warm-up. And in Detroit, people used to get there early. Like, it was, there was 20,000 people there for warm-up. So it was pretty cool, and, and obviously that's the game that Steve Eisman scored his 600th goal in. So um, after the game, we do the team pitcher, which is hilarious because then I'm you right in the middle. Jimmy, like I'm the, right in the middle. That was so yeah. funny. Yeah, I'm right in the middle with like now there's like six NHL GMs in that pitcher, presidents of hockey operations. Like 
Like, what am I doing in S-Man working for Baker Hughes? I should be in Anaheim working with Verbeek or something. But, yeah, like, the pitcher's unreal. Like, and Ken Raggett's in the background. Like, you just look at the Hall of Famers, and Vlad's in his wheelchair there, right? So it's it's a great pitcher with, uh, I mean, a, a pretty fond memory for sure. <laughs> That's so cool. So then, yeah, you go uh, little Manitoba, Toledo, Oklahoma, and then uh, in after 2002 2003 you decide to call it quits what was the you know what was the day or what do you remember about thinking it's it's done well my second year i got hurt i broke my finger in hamilton played the game we bust to philly went in for x-rays rod brindamore was coming over with the philly doctor and i ended up missing a bunch of time and then came back early busted it again so missed my whole second year then my third year um we split with Cincinnati again. That's when Jigger got sent down, so I kind of knew where I was. Um, so I ended up finishing the year in Tallahassee, which was great. But unfortunately, we had a salary cap. Sounds like a cool place. Yeah, it was. We lived right with FSU, so um, we had a salary cap violation. We were in first place by a long ways, and they nailed us enough points where we got kicked out of the playoffs. I don't know if anybody remembers, but Scott Housen was our GM, who's now president of the American League, and. We got kicked out of the playoffs because you had your you're over the salary. Michael cap. Ryder got sent down from Montreal, and he was over. He put us over the salary cap, so they docked us. That? They docked us like 42 points. So Jerry Fleming was our coach. Uh, we had a great team. A lot of Western League guys there. Uh, Ryan or um, Jared Smith, Kurt Drummond, and then when Ryder came down, he put us over. So we ended up suing the East Coast League, got a little bit of money, but yeah, they booted us out. So J.F. Hool and a whole bunch of us rented a place at the Gulf of Mexico, and we were there for like, I don't know how long, probably a month, like <laughs> just partying and hanging out, and like we got booted out. We should have still been playing. And I remember um, Detroit had already kind of told me they weren't going to resign me. Just they had way too much going on, and none of us young guys ever got a shot, but they needed a goalie for the playoffs. <laughs> So I get the call after Brad had said, okay, they're not going to resign you. So, like, I'm a white guy, but I was so tan because we'd been on the Gulf of Mexico for three <laughs> weeks. So my wife and I, we pull the Durango up to the U-Haul. We're going home, but we pull into the Jolus Arena, and the Stars on Ice is going on. So there's Kurt Browning and all these figure skaters going on. We unhook the U-Haul. They haul it away with a forklift, and we're in Detroit for the playoffs for that. And, yeah, first practice get off, and get in the shower and guys are like where have you been like what's going on like why are you so tad i'm like well i've been in florida and they're like Swimsuit well yeah tan. dude oh yeah 100 percent. like yeah. yeah like me and Shelly are standing beside each other and we got the same tan and like i don't tan well but then i did because we spent a lot of hours in the sun hanging out but yeah i was so you're you're a black ace black ace yeah so um it was kind of a weird just because they had already told me that i wasn't going to resign but um yeah just Black Ace, that's when they lost out to L.A., so we flew back and forth to L.A., and, um, yeah, they lost out when Deadmarsh scored in overtime and had a pretty oh, good yeah. night Had a pretty good night in L.A. that night, and remember that, and I, I didn't have anything to lose, right, because I knew I wasn't coming back, so I was hanging out with everybody and right in there like a dirty shirt, and I remember getting on the plane the next morning, everybody's like, oh, it was a rough, rough go for sure. What's your, uh, yeah, I love you, let you have a sip of that. Uh, what is that? What are you drinking? Prairie White? O- o- six, or original 16 Prairie White? Yep, you betcha. Yeah. Prairie Wheat or whatever? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a good beer. Um, what's your uh, favorite Scotty Bowman story, being around the legend? Well, practices, he didn't like going on the ice, right? So he wore those 
molded skates and he, he had a goose whistle or a duck call whistle and if you heard that you stopped every anywhere you were on the ice and he would go out and do his explaining and then he would go off and then you could move after that so it was a shock for me like just because he never was at the the tr- development camps or anything like that we had and a couple times i was up i was up three or four times and um yeah that was the thing he he wasn't really involved as more barry smith and dave lewis then uh scotty didn't like the young guys though he didn't like teaching um i remember my second game we were playing chicago and and ken reagan was really sick and the wing we were losing it was like five three and like 10 minutes left and dave lewis came down because on the old bench you sat right beside the coaches on that stool you're like you could hear every word he said dave lewis is like let's put the kid in let's put the kid in scotty's like no 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 and Dave's like, come on, like, we're, like Ken was dying, like he was with the flu, and there, this guy's like, no, no, he just didn't like the young guys, and like, I mean, in Adirondack, when somebody got hurt, everybody's like, okay, who's going up? Like, they just trade for somebody. Like, I remember, uh, oh wow, really? yeah, like the the D the one time, I forget who got hurt, and all of a sudden it's like, well, who's going up? Jesse Wall, and like they're all excited, uh, Maxim Kuznetsov, yeah, like all these first round picks, no, traded for Todd Gill. Trade a first round for Todd Gill. Well, Todd Gill at the time was older, like, but Scotty hated teaching. He hated the young guys. So really, yeah, that's a cool little nugget. But if you look at that group from that like '95 to whenever or '93, like even when they won the cups in '97, '98, there was no young guys there. Young guys, not not none, because they always traded for older guys. No salary Threw cap. His cards in. Yeah, chips he, in with the old guys. And yeah. he, he, I mean, he was friendly enough, like. Because the time I got called up, I'm at the hotel, right? So I'd go over early, like nothing else to do, and I'd be stretching out. We have we'd have chats, but like he he didn't like the young guys. He didn't like teaching. So wow, that's super cool. So then, when's the career done? And you're like, there's no Europe in your no. I, well, I had the opportunity. That's probably one of my bigger regrets is not going. Um, Doug Sauter ended up calling me and going down to Oklahoma City, and I mean, it was I was kind of on the fence that year of what I was going to do, and and Doug called and. Yeah, I ended up going down there having a great year, made the All-Star game, and that, that was a lot of fun because a lot of Saskatchewan guys, Jared Dumba, Tyler Flack, yeah. Marty Standish, and, and we had a good team. And From the 95? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't uh, it was a little different there because you didn't have those guys trying to get to the next level. They all kind of knew where they were. They knew we were there on the back nine, yeah. and we just had a lot of fun and won a lot of hockey games, and, and you know, it, it was a lot of fun there. And then my second year there, could tell doug didn't really want me back and then i ended up getting traded corpus christi and then the year after that we came home and it was kind of like you know my, i talked to my dad about it and he's like you know the oil patch is kind of really going to get busy here so if you don't want to play and my wife and i decided to have kids so where's your wife from she's from estevan here okay yeah. so yeah that that year kind of that oh two oh three year we ended up just staying home i got a job at southland pulse for that year and then ended up getting a job at baker hughes where i'm at now and i've been there ever since so my dad had some good advice saying there's going to be a you know a, yeah. a little boom in the oil patch so if you're going to get in that was a good time to get so then obviously senior hockey comes calling and are you all on board for that or you know because the body's still decent 100 percent I, I, I love playing. you grew up watching the oh, yeah, Oxbow, I'm, oh, Oxbow and Alameda Champlains back yeah. in the day. Like I remember being that kid banging on the wood boards and getting drilled with pucks coming over and just loving it on a Saturday night and, and walking home after. Like, you know, growing up in Alameda, the Alameda Champlains were the biggest thing, right? Like, those guys were our heroes. That's who you wanted to be. 
and you know we had Kip Holt, Lindsey Gibson, Reg Needham. I remember the goalies. Like, I remember those guys' names, right? And they were always not maybe not the greatest team, but it was something. It was yeah. it was an outing, and I remember they made the league final the one year against Reston, and my grandpa and grandma drove to Reston, and they got beat out. But it's like that's that's what it's all about. And then yeah, my first year I played in Bean Fate. Um, it was a good group of guys there. We ended up winning some games, won the playoff round, and then the next year, Oxford had been done for a while. We were at actually Tara and Travis Markowski's wedding, and you know, you have a few beers and you're talking. It's like, hey, you know, we should get a team back together. Like, and yeah, the next year we had a team, and I think played the next 12 years out in Oxford playing senior hockey. And honestly, like, played a lot of hockey and probably owe everything in my life to hockey. But the best memories and the most fun I had were probably those years playing senior hockey. And and it's it's underrated, and guys take that for granted maybe yeah. sometimes. But man, I mean, we had fun. Like, you're playing senior hockey with all the guys you played u8 with or u9 with the only thing is instead of playing mini sticks after you're drinking beers <laughs> so what what can be better than yeah. that and i mean we had some like we got in trouble a lot because you go for practice on tuesday night and you're not getting home till four in the morning but i mean that's what it's about right so um yeah i like honestly the the, the best memories i have of playing out there is just growing up with those guys and getting back together and 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 like the those first couple years out there we maybe didn't have the best team but it was all guys you knew and you grew up with from from kindergarten on. How does it transpire that you play with the Belgoni Bisons? With uh, Mike Sillinger and Jamie Heward and, you know, that, that year. Yeah, Paco and uh, Perkins were recruiting some guys, and I, I got off to a good start. We had a good year, and um, I played well. And I remember Paco calling me, and he said, like, you know, we're looking for another goalie. Like, are you interested? And I'm like, uh, you know, like... He's like, well, we think you can play. Like, come to this game, and we're having a game up there. And it was all the guys that they had pretty much picked already playing a couple pickup guys from the U of R. And Daryl Mann was a coach. He was coaching that year. And I'm like, I'll drive up and see what's going on with these guys. <laughs> so I drive up there, and, yeah, I'm, like, pretty excited, right? Like, it's different level, and it's good hockey, right? So, yeah, I get up there and end up playing this game. Well, we beat them bad, like, really bad. This pickup crew beat them bad, and comes over he's like holy fuck like you're pretty good still like i think i think we're gonna take it. i'm like well i said i should hope so like it was good yeah and then i remember we were at a concert in saskatoon the night before at the dixie chicks or something and i uh, called Pac. i'm like so who's playing because rob mcvicker was the other goalie he's like oh you're playing in rosetown tomorrow night i'm like okay perfect so we're coming back through um that was good we obviously didn't win it but um i just remember huey i told huey when he was here with tarts talking this summer like he was a donkey that first game. He took too many penalties and scored on the power play. And then, yeah, so we lost the first game. And then McVicker went in for the next couple games and played really well. And we won a couple. We ended up losing in five there. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that's playing with Kyle Deck and some of those guys you played against in the Western League. And it's, it was good hockey. That You know what? That, that was really good hockey. Uh, I remember it. And then, you know what? It, it, it says a lot about you that you were driving to – wherever the skate was. I don't know if it was in Balgonia. It was in Balgonia. Like, and you were excited about it yeah. and you wanted to do it because you hear so many guys that, that had, you know, pretty good pro careers drafted high and they're like, I don't want to play hockey. I hate it. Da, 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 da. Where you still had that kind of burning desire. Well, I, I still have it, but yeah, like I think, you know, you, you never lose it. I don't think And If you lose it, something's wrong. It's just that compete and that, want to want to win right like 
you know, we always say here, you got to you gotta hate losing more than like winning. And I was definitely one of those players. You can ask the guys I played senior hockey with. Some of them might not like me anymore. But when I'm giving up my time and driving out there and missing stuff with my kids to play senior hockey, I'm yeah. not there just to have fun. Like, that's what rec hockey's for. So, um, yeah, I... I would drive anywhere to play hockey, right, and then just have fun and be with the boys and, and hang out in the room after. When's the last time you uh, strapped on the pads? Oh, uh, last week. Still play rec hockey oh, here in town. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. In net. Yep, yeah, still play rec hockey here in town. So, so. Many, so many guys our age, because we're a year apart, yeah. I ran into Corey Van, who was an unbelievable goalie, and he plays out now, right? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yeah, because that's hard on the body and the oh. knees and... A lot of Advil, a lot of uh, great westerns after <laughs> yeah. to keep loosened up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So to close, you got to tell us the Link Gate story. Oh, okay. So again, back to Toledo, which is, I mean, unbelievable for tough guys and stuff, right? So Dennis Holland's our coach, and Matt Mullen was the starting goalie there, and I was my first year kind of bouncing back and forth between there and Adirondack, trying to get my feet wet. And the GM always wanted tough guys. We had uh, Gillingham. We had a bunch of old tough guys come through. So Link Gates shows up. And we're like, he tells us, we're like, like, Link Gates is coming? Like, when's the last time he played? What's he's done? Like, shows up, practices, can't even skate. Like, can't even skate. And we're playing. How old is he here at this point? Probably close to 40. But the funny thing is, I know Link from Spokane because he played in Spokane. So when we would party in Spokane, he would show up all the time. And it was the weirdest thing. We had, in the Valley, we'd have this billet house we'd always go to and link would show up out of nowhere so i remember hugh hamilton bought up like go to the mall we're going out tonight get a brand new pair of jeans go to this party link gates is sitting in the chair in the corner like what the hell so hugh hamilton walks by he grabs him by the back pocket rips his pants like right down to his thing and like just weird like he's there to begin with then he just disappears so i'm in i'm in toledo we're playing link Gates shows up we're playing wheeling who had some tough guys I think they wanted some people to get in the stands, right? So Link shows up. He's awful. Like, practices the first day, goes to the bar, living in the complex we're living in because thinks he's going to be there for a while. <laughs> so go there. He's like minus two in the first period, and Dennis Holland is just all over him, and I'm not playing that game. So in Toledo, there was just a rope around the bench, right? So we come out for the second, and Dennis isn't playing him much, isn't, isn't playing him. I think it's we're, we're back in the game now. It's like 3-2 or 4-3, and... Um, I'm taking stats on the bench. I look over and Link's eating a hot dog. So I'm like, what the heck? Like he's sitting right, be- right beside me. Then I look over again. He's got a beer. So Den- Dennis looks at him. He's like, look again. He's got his skates off. So he's sitting in the bench drinking beer, eating a hot dog. And I look down. He's got like three of them on the floor. He's like, do you want one? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, So I'm like, Matt might get hurt. I don't want to go in. So yeah, so he's sitting there drinking beer. Well, so that night, we ended up coming back and winning, and we go out. So there's Sean Malpe, Rob Thorpe, a bunch of the guys, like uh, Detroit had some guys there, but some veteran guys. We go to this bar, and we're the local pub that was close to our place. We're all sitting there, and Link's mad because he was promised things. He was brought in to do some. Well, he was so bad, he couldn't even skate, right? Nobody would fight him because you're crazy, too. None of the young guys were. So, yeah, at the end of the night, we're sitting there while Link's trying to – he won't pay his tab. So the, the bartender's trying to get him to pay his tab. He won't do it, so we're like, we don't even know what to do. We're all 20 at the time. Like, we're young. So he hits the, the, the bar lady, like, knocks her out cold. So we're sitting there like, what do we do now? So me and Sean Mulpey and a bunch of guys that are roommates, John Merrill's a defenseman. We're roommates. We're like, 
Like, we're not touching him. We're not going up to him. He'll kill us, too. Like, he literally, like, the, the bar. Is that crazy? Yeah, he, he, he just hit her. Knocked her right on her ass. So she's out cold. The bartender comes back. He phones the cops. So the cops are coming. We're like, now what do we do? Like, holy smokes. Like, and we were, like, you could walk to our apartments from there. That's why everybody went there. And he just sat there drinking. He waited for the cops to come. The cops got him, arrested him, and took him back. Oh, so man. then the next morning we get to the rink and they're like, yeah, so uh, Link won't be playing with us anymore. We're like, yeah, you think? Like, he's <laughs> drinking beer on the bench and he's awful. Like, and not yeah. Man, this was, oh, uh, this was a lot of fun. This is so, so good. Thanks so, thanks so much for doing this. And thanks for, you know, you're a nooner guy. Oh, yeah, so big it, time. So it yeah. made, made sense, right? And yeah. Was like, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot for thanks having so me. Appreciate it. All right, interview wrap-up. 2020 Geomatics, Malcolm Vanstone. Give him a little plug uh, earlier. Land surveying subdivision, whether you're in the southeast or west central or northwest, no matter where you are in the province, they'll uh, look after your land surveying subdivision needs. But he is a southeast boy at heart. He grew up kind of in that same area as our uh, guest, Aaron Miller. And I can't comment on the interview because I uh, haven't heard it yet <laughs> as uh, we record this. So Yeah, all around, all around good guy. Uh, once you guys listen to it, uh You'll love it. Again, the Link Gate story is absolutely disgusting, but like, man, what a what a human. Um, yeah, Aaron had a great career and still plays, guys. Like and plays goal. You know, like we like I talked like, about like, like Friday up on a Tuesday three. or yeah. Oh, okay. Still plays. Uh, I talk about it in the interview and and I'm like, when's the last time you played? And he's like, oh, Tuesday. Um well you and, still you know, play how, and you're just as old as him. So we might need boss this Friday. You need, you need, we might need Aaron this Friday to drive up. <laughs> yeah, to get black. him on, get the chopper over. Follow Anyone in Regina up. looking for some extra ice Friday at three, our skate, there was a few spots. Preferably, we'd like you on our team. Shane team Black, we'd like you to be about 22 and just bury the puck. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so Aaron was great. A lot of fun. Uh, can't wait to drink beer with them again and uh, yeah, shoot the shit. So interview wrap up for 2020 Geomatics. We will give away the Senior Hockey Player of the Week tarp in just a moment. And for Senior Hockey fans, tomorrow we will have our full top 10 show and a quick uh, high and tight twirl where we run down all 13 leagues that are now firing in the province. So Senior Hockey Talk on the way. Let's get in to take a seat for the Rusty Shovel. Sean, Stefan, RustyShovel.ca. They're very active on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, Give them a follow. And if you have any land projects any landscaping projects in the yard the rusty shovel is the the place to go to in regina he's got yeah. anything yeah he's got he's got a take a seat i got i got two me too oh fuck! i, got I, two did, too. I just i just looked at this one i got fired up okay belt right. says Corey perry <laughs> oh. uh oh, he was, he was my he was my shout out <laughs> right <laughs> okay uh first take a seat accountants or people that work in finances at businesses take a seat son they think they're smarter than everyone in their little (laughs) introverted anal retentive world massive skill set don't get me wrong don't get me wrong they're usually socially inept usually not all the time and uh, they have the street smarts of a manhole cover it's just how they they just think that they are the smartest ever they are they have have a real good uh real good skill set like i said but take a seat you've just offended all 10 accountants that listen to this podcast they're turning it off yeah 
Barristers uh, and solicitors. Oh, barristers and solicitors and Clavette. Who were the accountants? I thought there was one team that had a bunch of accounts. Anyway, sorry, but uh, yeah, that's my first take a seat. Belts, you got one? You know what's funny is my spinoff to that is actually a workplace one too. It's like take a seat and maybe I'm sure you guys have had this. Take a seat to the that guy or gal that you work with in your organization that has nothing better to do than just try to get everyone else in trouble all the time. Take a seat, son. And everybody has one of those. They, they're always like, hey, I saw this guy taking a this 20 second or 20 minute coffee break. I just thought you should know. Like to the supervisor, like take a seat, go find more work to do. You're the problem. And everyone actually knows that and thinks that about you. So carry on with your day. I'm gonna I gotta go back to mine and preface it that that <laughs> I didn't mean that that was my workplace. It's just <laughs> allegedly I talking to somebody allegedly. and and I know some accountants. I know a guy. Allegedly. I know, I know a guy. some accountants. I heard I'm it heard a, from I'm a an guy. accountant guy. A guy. You're an accountant yeah. guy. Anonymous guy. You're an anonymous guy. Take a seat to people that literally have to bitch about everything <laughs> and they have to do it on social media and they don't realize that nobody cares. Like just none of your friends care. And, and I'm talking about example, country thunder announces their lineup and it includes Nickelback. And I thought that was awesome. I'm like, cool. that's a nice change. It's going to bring in a different crowd. I'm actually excited to go see Nickelback. Maybe yep. it's when I grew up, I listened to them. So many people bitching on my Facebook. They're not country. Why would they get them? I'm boycotting. It's just like, shut up. Take a seat, son. They'll be there. Nobody cares what you think. And that it and I think it's awesome, by the way. I think it's a great get, but yeah. For sure. Yeah. They'll be there. Oh, expanding to a one of the mass biggest rock bands in the world. What the lineup sucks this year. Yeah. It's terrible. Stay home. People people are crazy. Shane, you going? So my take a seat, <laughs> maybe a little controversial, but my take a seat's at City Regina Vault they had the other day about doing the Audit, I'll say, on real. And Sandra Masters votes it down. It's like, come on. Take a seat, son. You got to know the audience. Read the room a little bit. You shouldn't have voted that down. Just it's a bad look. She's <laughs> got to take a seat for that one. I believe uh, it was actually, uh, there was one counselor that was pushing back real hard as opposed to her. Really? Like He he was so mad, he actually left, I believe. He stormed take a seat out. to that guy, too, then. Both stormed out. Mancinelli. My next one is uh it's not really the hotel but kind of it's just all of manitoba and all of winnipeg take a seat to the viscount vort winnipeg it's like a covid museum they still have the plexiglass up they have the slot you got to put your card through the slot everyone's wearing masks the tables in front of the check-in counter it is like going back to 2000. So take a seat, all of Manitoba that are still living in the COVID. To be fair, Manitoba, people think Saskatchewan's behind the times. Manitoba's way worse. Way worse. Really? One time when I was in Manitoba, not that long ago, I uh, saw a group of people hauling a water tank with a horse and buggy. Really? <laughs> Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There's that a little is bit, old school. They're a little bit behind for sure. What? Saving on fuel. Well, maybe. Love Those their senior hockey. We love their senior hockey leagues out there, though. Love it. Hey, my last one, and I don't know if you got any more on this belts, but I just wanted to mention this Swift Current Broncos coach situation. Yeah. So I don't know if you've talked to anybody, if you know anything about this, but obviously, do you think I'm reading this correctly? 
when there was just no way that he could go back and be the coach. Like, obviously, like, they disciplined him for five games for what he did. Yeah. Like, do you think there was ever a way where he could have come back as coach or was, like, just the relationship severed from the – does that make sense? Yeah. I, I, The people that I know, like, he just wasn't super well liked there. Like it was just time for him to move on. I, I think he's still Broder's still pretty old school. Like he's the yeller and a screamer, obviously. And it's just it's kind of weird because I mean, I myself and Barney, like we grew up with that. That's how we were coached, right? And now you can't you have to be quite a bit softer, I guess I'll say on the bench. It's 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 a little bit of a change. And so some of these guys just haven't adapted to that, right? Yeah, but he's a and pretty I think young that's a big guy. Thing. He's like in his low thirties, is he not? Yeah, but I'm saying he probably still got coached like that. So that's probably how he's still coaching. Sure. And I think it's just a uh, sign of the times, right? You got to change would... and try to develop on how to get more out of your players without doing it. And, I, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'd be guilty of it, but I, I've learned a lot from it. And I'm, I'm very interested because I don't coach. I just help during the year with like Samson when they're little, like we just open the door, right? And pat them on the heads and good job. But it'll be interesting this spring for myself when I'm coaching the girls coming off of like a PBAA year and they're going to play spring. And I'm a, I'm super hard on them. Like I'm kind of a yeller and I'm really hoping I'm going to really going to rein it in this year and just try to really coach a lot differently. So it'll be interesting to see if I can adapt to it. I hope I can. Yeah. In my, in my head, obviously he's not coaching a U9 team. These are athletes, right? These are like, I, I don't disagree, but I think even you go to the NHL nowadays, like a like, even I, I watched the Oilers game the other night, Knobloch. Like, I mean, I know something, but he doesn't. He's just like, he's just like standing there. He never said anything like at all. Like he's just quiet. Like do do do. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a lot of these yeah. new guys just have a different approach to it, right? I guess I was just thinking, like after his suspension, it was like, how would he go back in the room? Like obviously, yeah, there would. I get there. it. Yeah, that was a. It was going to be a mutual separation there for sure. Hopefully so. he got at least a little sticks and gas for the rest of the oh, year. Oh, he would have been on his way out. little briefcase. <laughs> anyway, let's take a seat unless anybody's got anything else. Nah. No, oh, you're good, good Shank. We really we did, gave Stefan a good. He gave him his dollar worth tonight for sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of dollars worth, uh, we do have some new gear on the pipe. And we're going to, as, as Brandon teased up the player of the week, uh, T-shirts. Our, uh, our, we have some Nooner stuff. We have the Nooner Team Canada shirts. We have the Nooner plate hats coming. We have Nooner is, toques. Is there some... any stuff, any any Nooner stuff at Extreme? Extreme, we talked about. Yeah, uh, yeah, that again. <laughs> and um, yeah, we do have some other. So like I'm going to Swift this, I'm going to the Swift area this weekend. I'm in Saskatoon a lot. I mean, if people are kind of thinking about getting something, re- reach out to us. We can figure it out. These guys, you guys travel, especially Brandon, a lot. Try and do a drop off thing or just go through extreme or us or whatever. We got to give, uh, yeah, GB Construction and they're the official Nooner clothing sponsor. So good on them. The toques are flying people. I just see the toques everywhere now. Where, Boz, I got to ask this because I saw you just tweeted it. Joe Mama's got boots on the ground tonight in the Crossroads League. Where is that game being played? Oh, Robert. I see it down there. That's Robert. Yeah. Big Robert. That's a nice little rink. It's a nice barn. Is that Crobert? Yeah. <laughs> I like look at the seats, the plastic seats like screwed down to the to the wood. That's that's awesome. I've never heard anyone go sweet barn with the I I like the Crobert barn. I like the, the but I like I also like Craig's barn too. I love it. I think it's just an awesome 
awesome, awesome rink. But. Looks like a little Crobert uh, hosting Dodgeland tonight in the old crossroads. We'll talk more. Nice. Senior tomorrow with our top 10. Why don't now we, we keep the, the senior that talk is, going with our let's go. player that of the week? Robert. That is Crobert. That is Sod. <laughs> yeah. Good barn. Player of the week. Uh, we'll talk more about some guys in tomorrow's show, but uh, I want to give a couple of player of the week tarps away. And these guys tweeted at us and we've never given them anything. We've never done much in this league, especially with them being from Manitoba, the Swan Valley Axemen. The only thing I've done with that team is butchered their uh, town. Mini Tonus, I believe is how you say it. Minitonus. It's like mini tone ass. Mini Tonus. You're not going to forget that now. Uh, mini Tonus, Mini Tone Ass. Still don't know for sure. Uh, they had a they had a tweet at us earlier today. They're looking for a little player of the week, love. So why don't we uh, send a tarp out their way? And by just uh, randomly selecting one of their three nominees here, they tweeted us and said, looking for a player of the week, our top line of Coxie Boy, Carter Cockburn, Josh Tripp, and Jamie Valentino all with 11 points in two games this weekend. What do you guys think? Oh, Should we give them all a tarp? Send the boys a tarp. Get their sizes. We'll send them all a tarp. I was just through that area, too. Really? Yeah, we'll ship them. Mini ship Tonus. them. All in one box. They must have a peer later place in Minitonas. Big Minitonas. How much to Minitonas? You know one thing I've always done that you guys probably don't know is our senior shirts the senior player of the week shirts. I've kept one, just one of you all, all a, the different. Are you, you going to make a blanket eyes. someday? Yeah. I it, that, Remember when grandma used to do that out of your old jeans or something, make a blanket for my you? wife. My wife got me one made for father's day of all my old, like high school and old hockey and everything concert t-shirts. It's right there. It, That's it's cool. one of the greatest presents I've ever yeah. gotten. Super cool. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how many, how long the nooner goes for. I'm on, I got a few in the closet here. That's remember the B sharps. I talk <laughs> about this like once every 50 episodes. That Simpsons episode. You pull out the box and be like, this is when we had a podcast for a few years. <laughs> Gather around children. Uh, ride the wave. Uh, why don't we. Yeah. Let's just give it to those guys. Yeah. I've got some other good. nominees, but we'll talk more about some great performances tomorrow's yeah. senior show. Let's uh yeah. let's last let's, let's swan. Give give last mountain a little plug. It's always liquor season. Right now is always caramel, caramel season. season, right? That's the hot ticket out there at the distillery. Limited quantities. Uh we've all enjoyed it. Like we said earlier in the show, a little ginger ale, a little uh press, but yeah. but I love their vodka. I love the uh dill pickle vodka, Caesar season this time of year, Sunday mornings, watch a little NFL. Football, make a Caesar, put a little pepperoni stick in there, a little cheese, a little pickle. It's a breakfast. Oh, that sounds tonight. really good. Yeah, I like their white I rum. It. I like their white rum in the Caesars too. It's good. Really? Yeah. I'm oh, not yeah. a big I'm not a big white rum guy, but Very I can white rum. Um, yeah. So they they sponsor the t-shirts. So that's why we had to give a plug. Hey, <laughs> speaking of plugs, playnow.com. Let's oh, yeah. get into some gambling stories here. Brandon, you can do the the gist on how to get signed up and all that. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal betting site. Really user-friendly. We've all been on it. We all enjoy uh, responsibly using our game sense and dabbling a little bit. Had a lot of great 
props and promos and stuff. I know they got a lot of Winnipeg Jets specialties because they are the official uh, sports book of the Winnipeg Jets. But to get signed up, you uh, go to playnow.com. It'll take a few minutes. You might need to make a quick phone in. Some people don't have to. Some people have to. Either way, when you sign up with promo code Nooner, you're going to get $100 in free plays, 50 in the casino and 50 on the sports book. So you can take that free 50. You can parlay it if you want with a few games. You can do whatever you want with it. And uh, yeah, it's basically free money that you can you can play to get signed up. And fellas, this is coming out on Thursday. I'm going to be boots on the ground in Winnipeg. Edmonton's in town. I'm an Oilers fan. You know I'm going to responsibly have a pretty nice uh, play there. And I haven't done much research, but I have a rule. If you're at the game, take the over. You mm. want the goals, right? You Cheer. want the action. Yeah. Over yeah, six and a half. Uh, that's what I'm going tonight in Winnipeg over six and a half. I'll probably put some money on the Oilers because I'm a sucker too, but I got, I got some props up here and I've got, I've got one of these. I played Western conference, uh, champion winner. I played, uh, Los Angeles Kings, but guess who the favorite is Brandon. I'll let Shane, you go first. Guess who the uh, favorite is right now on playnow.com Stanley cup favorite. Carolina. No, no, that is <laughs> Carolina is way down. They're 11. Really? They're paying 11. Who's yeah. number one? Sorry. I just had to run, but you asked him who was going to win the West, and he said Carolina. No, no, who's no. going to win the Stanley Cup favorite? Oh. No, I said who is the Stanley Cup? Did oh, you go grab I... a pepperoni stick? And you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did yes. too. Called yeah. it. I thought maybe he was having a pickle. Um, no, I asked him. Ottenbright's meets. I guess uh, to to bet who the Stanley Cup favorite is right now. Do you know who it is, Brandon? Who's the Stanley Cup favorite right now, Brandon? Huh? Rangers? (laughs) (laughs) Where are they? No, see, it's a tricky question. Are they below? Are is are the Rangers below Carolina? That's what I want to know. No, they're above. I I'm actually I'm I'm more shocked in who's number two. Boston. Boston's number two. I'm shocked on that. Who's number cra- one? And, and craving a pepperoni stick. Boston's uh, a wagon. Yeah. Colorado. Really? Wow. 850. Yeah. I took Los Angeles a long time ago, Western Conference to win the West. And then uh, winning country for the NHL, the United States pays you $13 on a hundo, but <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Canada is uh would pay you five large wow. on a hundo. So responsible way, gaming. Not gonna but they happen, got, but uh yeah. so and and then like they have Jack Adams trophy, Atlantic Atlantic Jim Division Montgomery. winner, Calder. Um they Calder's the rookie, right? Yeah. Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. Well he's he's running away with it. Fantilli's twenty six to one. That might be a good play, but he's got a lot uh, going on right now. He's, in the old he's got a lot. Is this big mind game guy right now? Um, yeah. So playnow.com. Please support the nooner. Send us a message if you hook up, like uh, Shane Shane did there. The other Shane. Just so you guys Andy. know, I said the Rangers because I bet them two years in a row some value there. So that's kind of my your, pick. Use your game sense. That, but, uh, um, moving on to Shane's tirade. Shane's collectible corner, Barry's weird question for high tech 
profiles. Wow. Saskatchewan largest steel processor, over a hundred staff working around the clock, yeah. seven days a week to keep Canadian Western manufacturing going, customized services to meet the needs of large and small clients, flat and two blazer cutting, plasma cutting, wet jet, router forming, rolling, and more. Locally owned for nearly 30 years, supporting the communities that support them. That's high tech profiles. Uh, we should do another Monday nooner. Um, Exclusive. Before you mentioned fireplace, we should do another Monday nooner fire, fire pit. pit we should spring. Let's do, do a giveaway. Some do a of few charity. of them, and I'll do a few of them so I can take two to the lake. Well, no, I was thinking for a charity. Unless you well, buy them, just do extras. No, I mean I'll I'll, I'll pay for them. Just do extras. I don't know if it's need... like running T-shirts. Like if doing an extra is that easy when it comes to this. You just is run it... one through there. He's like, yeah, no problem. Oh yeah, it's like a laser. Just isn't run it, it through yeah. the. Oh the yeah, he would just through the cheaper they are. <laughs> yeah, just keep cutting. Just well, keep cutting. High tech. Boys will buzz them. What out. do we got this week? What's the tirade? What do you got? You got a good story, but bear, bear cat. Barry's fun fact of the day. No, I uh, okay. <laughs> no, this, this, let's do let's do Barry was it was one of Beardy Barry's weird question. Here's yeah, yeah. Barry's weird question. If you won the lottery, yeah, let's go to Brandon first. Because Shane needs more time to think. Okay, go. If you won the lottery and you had one job, you could do one job maybe one day a week just to keep busy and have fun. You don't need the money. It's not for the money. It's just something you want to do and have fun. Can't be a pro athlete or something like that. What would you do? Uh, cut grass at a golf course. Oh, that's exactly what I was going to say too. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I don't know. I'll think of a different one. Oh, anyway. man, the back door at cooperator center. <laughs> <laughs> Something serious. Okay. I'll make you think. I'd, I'd drive the, I would love to drive a Zamboni for the day. Just clean the ice for the kids what, and let them on. Week? And I go as hard as I could. So I could get them on like seven <laughs> minutes early. And I'd be like, Oh boys. Get, before my gates even closed, just go. Good one. Mine? Yeah. Wedding DJ, hands down. Oh. <laughs> well, hands that'd be a good one too. Down. Zero give a fucks. Don't need the money. <laughs> just go. Just give. See, her. now I got Brandon thinking. I knew I would get him thinking now. I did that for a couple of months. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Oh, I, M &M. Uh, M &M I went shake to school that. in Saskatoon. I did a couple and then I did in Lloyd as well. Did a shaker at Lashburn one night? Uh, no, that uh, so that was for high tech profiles. Before we go out, boys, you know, we said we had the senior show and the senior top 10 coming up tomorrow. Uh, looking just while well, this show, let's give the senior hockey game of the week for Western Sales dealerships in Rosetown, Bigger, Central Butte, Davidson, Elrose, and Outlook. Hey, do you guys know they have a podcast? Did I tell you they have a podcast? There's what it says on their website. They have their own podcast of some sort. So, oh wow, yeah, they're the, pretty, uh, pretty dialed in. Can I give a game of the? Uh, can I give a game of the week? Sure, I was gonna, I was gonna give one. Go ahead. Well, we can both give one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna actually. No, you know what? Two. You give, if we you have the game same, of the week. if we have the same one, I will Jinx. eat some toe jam. Mine is not in the Sask Valley. Mine is far from the Sask. Oh, Valley. here we go. Big Mine's in the Sask. Idea. Mine's actually not game of the week. It's game of the month. Okay, I win. Mine's game of the month. <laughs> December 1st, Wilkie Outlaws host the Kindersley Clippers, two top teams in the Sask West. Rivals. Wilkie hasn't lost. Kindersley won lost. That's uh, got that one circled. Game of the uh, month. month. And they're kind of in that Western sales uh, 
sales zone as well. They're they're encompassed. Western Sales is hiring technicians. If you're a technician with one of the outfits, you could probably play for Kindersley Big or tech guy. Yeah. Wil- Wilkie. They got, a lo- they got a location in Bigger, right? Bigger's got a team in the Sask West. How far is Bigger from uh... Wilkie? 35 Wilkie. minutes. Oh, 40 is right far. Straight shot, as they say. Depends if you, you got a lead foot or not. Quick pit stop in Landis right in the middle, and uh, Bob's your uncle. What's your game of the week? Yeah, my, mine's just game of the week. It's not game of the month material. I love Canistino at St. Brew Lake Lenore in Yeet. the Sweet Land League. Yeah, so that's uh, there it is. Senior games of the week for Western Sales, dealerships, Rosetown, Bigger, Central Butte, Davidson, Elrose, and Outlook. So back tomorrow. Uh, I think we got everything. Yeah, back tomorrow. For the senior show, what's the uh, give us the band again that we're playing on the way out here? Okay, I'm gonna give them a little bit of a rundown here. Gonna give them a little bit of a quick bio read. Want you guys to look him up on Spotify, Apple Music, Jake Vodland, V A A D E L A N D. Might have to play that back, write that down on the napkin on your console. Jake Vodland and the Sturgeon River Boys. So these fellas, Jake's a self taught musician from Saskatchewan his traditional sound and unique style could be defined as a blend of bluegrass and 50s rockabilly it's old school it's not traditional stuff you're going to hear on country radio uh, in many places they're really awesome musicians and they were the uh, Saskatchewan Music Association album of the year winners last year not just country Saskatchewan music so I'm I'm trying to look him up as we go here Jake like J-A-K-E yep and then V-O- V A A double A guy. There he is. Double A guy. Jake Vaudland and the Sturgeon River Boys. Let's play their new single, at least a little snippet of it anyway. This one's called I Ain't Going Back to Nashville. Love it. Let's On the Nooner. I ain't going back to Nashville. No, I ain't going back to that old town. There's nothing for me in Nashville. The streets around The band was ringing Nashville And Monroe's boys sing loud and high On that lonesome bus to the Opry They always pass me by I ain't going back to Nashville No, I ain't going back to that lonesome town There's nothing for me in Nashville But to ramble the streets around